Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. One of the things about a community, about our downtown area, about North Georgia, if you ask people what they like, what's going to come up, or maybe it's just me, maybe I'm biased, but it's going to be food. So today we're going to talk to somebody who's going to talk to us about food, talk to us about running a restaurant as Scott Dixon from Scott's Downtown. How's it going, Scott? Oh, great, Bo. Really good, really good to be with you today. Thanks. Well, as I was thinking about us having this conversation today, I was thinking, you know, there might be easier businesses to get into in a tent than a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we kind of joke that, uh, you know, it takes a special kind of stupid to do what we do. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we work when everybody else plays, we work long hours, you know, the margins in our business are, are tighter than a lot of businesses. Um, you know, and there's so many different variables um, that, that go into it. And we can talk about a lot of those, but it's definitely not the easiest way to make a living, but it, it, it takes a passion and you've got to love it to be able to do it and be successful at it. No, you hit that. I was going to say, this has to be something you really just have a passion for because to do it because it's a good idea to be seen around town, it's gonna—it's not going to last very long, is it? Not really. No, I mean, it's like everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's so glamorous. And I would challenge anybody to come walk a week in these glamorous shoes. Right. Well, I don't know if you remember this conversation. This is a while back, but but you were just describing to me one time about, you know, you're dealing with perishable food, the timing, you're dealing with employees and turnover, you're dealing with shifts and market fluctuations. It's a lot going on. You're like a, you're like a, a general manager of five different businesses it feels like it is it's pretty interesting and I you know and I used to do some some entrepreneurial talks and, and, and kind of talk about business in general after after I had you know been in the business and had the business and you know I kind of got I got heckled one time at believe it or not at, at I was having this you know doing this one talk and the guy was like well you know restaurant that's not real business that's not a real business you know and it's funny because I was very prepared because at one time you know over the years you know I've had the conversation with my mother as she told me oh you know you should get a real job and those sort of things <laughs> is that you know that let me talk about what a real this real job is and and literally we are doing we're doing just in time production and right. manufacturing with perishable inventory with immediate consumption of your product dealing with the one of the worst labor markets and, and labor segments that there is a is at any time right and we do it again every single day from scratch you know so you know you're looking at you know a business and you know just some round numbers of my business so say you know say pre-covid i was a I was a you know one and a half to one point seven five million dollar a year small business with twenty seven right. employees, um, you know, and we and we had perishable inventory. You know, we inventoried you know one hundred fifty plus items uh, of what we have. So there's so many moving parts. There's so many variables that you know at, at any given time. You know, you're you're a chef, you're a plumber, you're you're an HR manager. You, you know, you're the marketing director. You know, you're you're the accountant, the bookkeeper. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different hats, and in some days you wear every one of those hats. Right. Well, one of the things I I know is the to lead this, lead something like a restaurant, you have to be involved. But how important? You talked about turnover and and markets. How important is it to have the right team around you to pull this off? Well, I mean, it's 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 infinitely important, and and, and also becomes our big one of our biggest challenges. And and the restaurant business has always had the challenge of of finding help especially when there's a, when there's a decent economy and lower unemployment i mean typically we are a business where people are coming to or coming going 
going to somewhere or coming from somewhere. In between. We're, we're, we're an in-between place. We're right. a stopgap. They're, they're doing this because, you know, they had a job that they lost and they're looking for another job. Or they're finishing school and, they, and they're and they working toward doing something. And, you know, always the whole thing, the struggling actor or whatever. Those This was the this is how you pay the bills while you're looking to do what you really want to do. And, and it really is. That is the challenge. You know, and you've got – then you also have the people that this is their vocation. This is what they want to do. They love serving. They love this industry. They love hospitality. You know, you get to throw a dinner party every night and, and, and interact with different people and have that. So, you know, you've got that full gamut, but it's, it's, it's really is difficult, you know, especially in a good economy of finding people. And keeping good people, I'm sure. Well, you know, one of the things I would think the listeners would appreciate, uh, we've seen you around town for a long time and there's a history, but what is that? Tell us kind of the history. Well, two parts, Scott, why, why Gainesville and why North Georgia? And then kind of just share with us kind of the evolution of Scott's as we know it here. Sure. Well, uh, Kay and I ended up in Gainesville. We ended up up here about uh, probably about 15, 16 years ago. We moved up from Alpharetta where we were living. And we, we kind of chose Gainesville as, you know, when we weren't working and, and we I was out of the business at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, Kay was a, you know, she was a, an agent working, you know, she worked for State Farm. So, we, you know, we, we were kind of different. I was a marketing director for a technology company and, and had worked in the business, you know, pretty much most of my life. But, the, you know, my, my my undergraduate's marketing, you know, and my graduate in marketing as well. So, you know, I've always that that part of I love business. But we, we moved up here because we were always at the lake. When we weren't working, oh. we were at the lake and we, you know, we had a sailboat and we'd come up and we'd spend the weekends on the lake. And you know, we just decided, you know, one day it's like, you know, let's just this is where we want to be when we're not working. This is where we should, you know, we should move our, you know, move our home to be. And so we did, we moved up here. And then for the first year or so, we both commuted back into Alpharetta and, and Duluth from right. you know, where our respective jobs were. Um, you know, and it was, it was a lot better than fighting in Alpharetta traffic all the time, you know, even though, you know, the commute might've been a little bit longer. So that's how we ended up in Gainesville. And, um, the company that I was working for got bought out, and we didn't want to move to Chicago um, to, to move with the execs. And uh, so we said, you know, we had been downtown, and we said, we love Gainesville. I said, you know, but there wasn't a lot of great restaurants here then. Mm-hmm. Um, the square was, at that time, was was at a really at a, a down, a, a, a kind of a, a valley of, of its vitality. I think there was ultimately, I think there was about 55% occupancy downtown when we were first looking downtown. And, you know, I came upon a little spot that had been, um, you know, had been a dress shop and had been a restaurant and that wasn't there anymore. And, you know, it was kind of had a, you know, for, for sale sign on the, on the window, I was, you know, kind of scratched my head and I said to Kay, I said, you know, I said, this might be the perfect place to do that restaurant I always wanted to do of my own. And that conversation took place in um, September of 2007. We opened the doors on December 10th of 2007. Well, you didn't waste any time. We got it. We, we put it together it. And, and made it happen. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of that, too, I remember that time that you're talking about. It, it was almost heartbreaking to me. I would see people try to try to get a business launched off the square. And then a few months later, I'd see them kind of moving out. So it's really just to think about that period of time to some of the things we see that have anchored and are flourishing now. It's really been been it has me optimistic about this community and what we're building over there. Oh, I mean, the different. Yeah, the difference is it really is monumental. And there and there were so many people that, you know, that that believed in, in Gainesville and, and believed you know, at that point that that kind of had the vision of where it could go. We saw so many downtowns 
you know, across the, you know, the northern suburbs that had that had built up and that had begun to flourish. And, and there was kind of that recipe of what worked in those different communities. And, you know, it, it was one of the things I think some of the important things for me about doing that, not just, you know, not just building a solid business and, and giving people what they were looking for and doing it consistently and providing good food and service and all that, all ultimately important. But it was it was really plugging in and getting involved in Gainesville and 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 putting in the effort to to do our part to help the greater whole as well. So you know, I got involved with the Chamber of Commerce. I got involved with the Main Street, you know, um, you know the Main Street, you know, downtown downtown right. group, uh, and anything I could do along those lines to you know, because I was a Gainesville outsider, which then which which threw a ton of things against me to begin with, you know, because Gainesville is a you know, it, well, I think was a, a very very close knit tight community, you know. There were the people that were, you know, definitely were, were wanting growth and wanting change and all that. But there was a very core group of people that right. that everything was good. Status quo was okay. And if, you know, if you, you weren't from around here, it, it was kind of different. So I was very fortunate to come in and people embraced me and, and, and being out there and being involved in meeting so many people. And I think that, uh, you know, they saw I wasn't just here for that part that I really did see the bigger picture and wanted to, wanted to work to, to help accomplish that as well. Well, you know, and I've noticed that too, that to accomplish what you've accomplished, you do from from outside. You have to en- engage and immerse here for people to say, "Hey, he's going to be. They're going to be part of this community." Yes, absolutely. And then I think it pans out. Well, let's talk about um, the move. So, so we, you started, you established at the original location, and then the move. We got this this amazing spot and building <laughs> with more space than I would know what to do with down at the end of the Bradford Street. Exactly. So, yeah, we were we were coming up to the to the end of the first part of our first lease for the first five years there. Yeah, there on Main Street. Um, you know, which was interesting. I mean, and it was it was quite the ride. I mean, we went through the you know opening in December of two thousand seven. So you know, when th- that was really when things were just starting to you know there wasn't even really a kind of the inkling of what was to come in the next eighteen to twenty four months. And then you know, and then the world kind of you know crashed, and you know, for a lot of people's worlds, you know, we saw that downturn probably the latter half of two thousand nine. Um, you know, and, and there were conversations that were had in the fourth quarter of, you know, of, of 2009 of, okay, what are we going to do? Right. Are we still going to be here in 2010? What changes do we have to make in literally today? And, I've, and I still have in my office, I've got a piece of craft paper that we stuck up on the wall and kind of just went down. And it's like, okay, here's the options. Here's what we got to do. We have to make a decision today if we want to be here tomorrow and any other tomorrows. And, you know, and it took some hard decisions. It took, you know, it took, you know, kind of dialing it back down a little bit to the to the business level me taking retaking on more responsibilities of the hands-on day-to-day stuff which you know has happened back and forth back and forth numerous times since then but so the point being that we we'd weathered that and we got to the end of this lease to answer your question and we were like, okay, maybe we want to buy the building, and we we had some we had some challenges dealing with our you know with our landlord, um, you know wasn't wasn't the best best relationship and didn't end up well, and so we said you know um, we had some, you know we knew the folks that owned the uh, the Pilgrim Estes building, right? I knew it had been a couple of failed you know, gyms over the time and had and it had been sitting empty for a while, and we were originally looking just to do something there as just an event space because we knew the Georgia Mountain Center was transitioning over to Bernal, and that we did a lot of catering there, so we wanted to make sure that we were going to be able to place some of that business because it was a, a decent portion of our business at that time and um so we were thought okay we'll do the do the event space over there and then one thing led to another it didn't work out with with the landlords there and we decided you know let's let's just take it we'll move the whole operation you know which and my wife will say she says didn't you always tell me you should never move a restaurant i said yes but <laughs> that's right so you know so we ended up doing that and and it was either the thing as i was either going to be a hero or a zero right it's going to go or not 
Right. No so I mean, I, I went from 3,700 <laughs> square feet to 20,000 square feet on the two floors. You know, we put the loft in the event space upstairs, um, which was great having that in, inside. And we, we, we were able to build a bigger bar and lounge and, and have the and have a, have the dining room there as well as some private dining rooms. And, you know, and, you know, and as it bears out, you know, it turned out that it was a pretty good decision. It worked out. We're talking to Scott Dixon, uh, Scott's Downtown. I'm Bo Henderson. You're, list- you're listening to North Georgia Business Radio, the voice of local business. We'll be right back with a lot more from Scott. Scott, I'm going to talk when we come back. So we've talked a little bit about the new business, but I want to keep going on, on the components, the restaurant, the lounge, and talk a little bit about what you have to offer there. Absolutely. Sounds great. We'll be right back. We're talking about food, and we're talking about one of our great local restaurants, Scott's Downtown. I'm here with Scott Dixon, and Scott, we're talking a little bit about the location on Bradford Street, and uh, we're talking about the event facility, which is phenomenal. I mean, you can you can even expound more on what kind of events can you handle there, because it's a it's a you said twenty thousand square foot total, the whole the whole building, the whole building, yes, right. And so let's talk a little bit about that, but then I want to get into breaking down what's going on in the restaurant, and then there's a really cool little lounge on the backside there. So let's just kind of break it down for people listening to see, okay, what's Scott's all about? Why should, um, maybe I should just stop by. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, there, we, there really are a lot of components to what we are. We've got some, I guess what we say, kind of multiple personalities. Um, <laughs> so you know, we've got the we've got the loft, we've got the event space upstairs. It's it's ten thousand square feet, and we can really configure that space anywhere from about thirty people up to we could really seat five hundred people up there. Wow. And we've done that a couple of times with some of our some of our larger clients that we've done events for. Um, but the events run the gamut. They run the gamut from business dinners and meetings. Um, to to fundraising events, to you know some of the things you know. Of course, Gainesville's you know famous for a lot of the the charity type events right. and, and and those type of events. And and we've been able to host a lot of those. We've had numerous proms uh, up there from you know from local schools um, and, and you know all, all around kind of the northern area. Um, you know, we've done weddings, we've done bat mitzvahs, we've done quinceañeras. I mean, any type of life cycle type, lifestyle or life cycle type event, um, you know, it's, it's a perfect opportunity and perfect use of the space for something that, you know, wants to be in the building. It's, the building's got such great bones. I mean, we've got, you know, beautiful, you know, uh, oak floors upstairs. You've got some of the exposed brick and that sort of thing, the tin ceilings. And we've kept a lot of that of the natural, you know, part of the of the building, of the Pilgrim Estes building that was, um, you know, rebuilt after the tornadoes right um so you know the it's it's got great bones it's a great building it's got a good feel to it and we, we really like that so there's yeah a lot that can happen up there and you know and, and we we cater it and you know so you've you've got you know you've got scott's food that's there so you've, you've got a beautiful space you've got our quality and level of service as well as our food so that's you know it's it's just really kind of a turnkey deal and you got Kay to work with who just can take care of all the details and she is you know so incredibly detail oriented and we have so many of the folks that do events with us that say you know that was the best part you made it so easy right and you know and, and she knows how how it's done and, and she knows the, the you know the pitfalls and the pratfalls of, of all the different types of event and she's super organized and, and can really you know from start to finish and really make it happen so that that's that's really one of the probably one even the better things about what it is that we do that you get her to be able to help facilitate you your event. kind of a, almost a project manager here's oh, my goal Here's she my is. objective. Absolutely. And she can take all of that and, and take some of the stress out so that you actually get to enjoy your event. 
So we're talking about Kay at Scott's Running Point. If you have any events or anything you'd like to to look at coming up, uh, but she also has another role, another job. Um, is Scott's wife? Well, that's that's probably that's probably <laughs> that might her, not be on her resume. I don't know. That's probably her toughest job, and you know, <laughs> but you know, Kay has evolved to, to really be a lot like me in the restaurant. There is almost no position that she can't work in that building now, and and do it probably better than the per- people that are doing it. You know, everything other than the hotline in the kitchen, she she can jump in and and execute that job. And there's some that she likes better than others, and sure. some that she'd rather not do. But being small business owners, you know, again, those are all those hats that we put on that that we have to do so between the two of us i mean there is nothing in the restaurant that we can't do in the positions and that and it's it's kind of a double-edged sword it's so powerful because we can jump right in pick up the ball and and not skip a beat but at the same time you know sometimes it's just exhausting when you have to be the one doing it right but fortunately for our business we don't have to look to some of the outside or go without or you know or miss a night or miss something if we have a critical or crucial link in that chain that that's not that's not there a person calling in is not going to stop the show right right okay let's talk about the restaurant you know one of the things uh, i remember you saying that there's a lot of restaurants out there that have an identity crisis so mm-hmm. let's talk about the identity and the restaurant at scotts you know first and foremost i mean we we are we're, we're casual fine dining. So, I mean, so the, the, the casual part is, is really the part, you know, they're, they're each equally important. I want you to feel, I don't care if you're coming off the lake, if you've just been running around picking up the kids, you have a business meeting, you know, you're in black tie going to, to a show or a fundraiser or any of those sort of things. We, we, we're there for you to come in and enjoy what it is that we do. So that's, you know, so shorts to sequins is kind of the... Yeah, it's all appropriate. Yeah, it is appropriate. We said, please just don't wear them together. <laughs> and then and then the fine dining part is, is that we focus on the quality of what we present. From, from the raw materials to how we prepare to how we plate and present to you, um, you know, is... Are all the all the little details and the devil's in the details that way. So you know, one of my little catchphrases I kind of learned over the years is that you know you really want to strive for excellence in every element. There's all of those moments of truth. You know, from the time you you walk in the front door till till you walk back out it. There's all those little things that that for me that need to be perfect. You know, the table needs to be clean and set. You know, the the silverware in the right place. The glasses polished. You know, your your service staff. You know, friendly and 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 presentable and knowledgeable. The the food fresh and hot and, and, and good tasting and, and all of those things and just all of the little details along the way. Well, and that's it. You, but from the staff to the, to going in, it's an experience as the product to an extent, but how fast could bad food ruin that experience for somebody and their relationship with the restaurant? Oh, so. ab- absolutely. I mean, and, and all of those things, you know, a lot of people will give, you know, everyone has their, their particular, you know, not really pet peeve or the thing that they look for, you know, it, if they'll come in and they'll excuse maybe not the best service, if the food's excellent or the environment's good, or, you know, maybe the, their food wasn't the best, but gosh, they really had exceptional service at a place or all that. And each, each one of those little tripping points, you know, so people will give you, a, I, I think that there's, a, there's less tolerance now than there ever has been in restaurants. Um, you know, you know, God bless the Food Network and curse the Food Network at the same time right. because everybody's a foodie and everybody thinks they know something about it. But also now so many people are 
are so interested in great food and great dining experiences and and they have a knowledge of ingredients and preparations and all that so it it, it really that that runs the gamut and it's and it's a blessing and a curse at, at some times you know you've got the people and there's kind of a joke in the restaurant business and i may get in trouble for saying this but if somebody leads with the fact that hey we're foodies right guess what you're never going to make them happy that's right you know that's, <laughs> you know, that's a there, warning it's, sign. it's kind of a warning sign in, in, in the restaurant business it kind of depends on how they say it because we do have some folks that truly are foodies that love and appreciate what we do. It's it's the ones that just kind of think that they are, you know. And I know to. I'm going to regret this saying this, but but it, it's just it's just one of the parts of it. You know, it's we have to cater to all the different personalities. You know, so I mean, somebody if they're coming in for for a business meeting, they're coming in for a, a birthday or an anniversary celebration or any of those things. Every time, everything they're coming in for, it's something that's special for them. Very good. So Scott can handle it all. Let's when we come back, I want to talk more about the elephant in the room this year, how that's changed the restaurant business, what you're doing to to navigate 2020. I'm Bo Henderson here with Scott Dixon from Scott's Downtown. We'll be back with more on North Georgia Business Radio when we come back. We can host any kind of event at Scott's Downtown. I mean, I never thought I would see a restaurant where you could host a prom, and Scott's done it multiple times, so I'm impressed just with that. And if you ever go upstairs, you'll see how. I mean, it is just massive. And then we talked about the fine dining and not just the food and the attention to detail on putting out a good product with the food, but also having a good experience. And the other takeaway is that it can be for any kind of event, meaning you're coming off the lake, you said, we're coming to a business meeting, maybe date night. Is It, it all works there. And they, they, Scott's worked very hard to create an atmosphere where that works. Now, there's one other area that we didn't get to yet is, hey, maybe you want a nightcap after dinner, want to have a drink. And on the, on the back, if you walk through the restaurant area or you come in through the back, we have a nice lounge. So let's talk a little bit about the lounge there. So, yeah, so the lounge is, you know, it, it was one of those things that a part of the reason for the move we had, we talked about earlier is that we had just a pretty small bar that was really integral in the restaurant at the old location. And, and people said, oh, God, you know, we wish we had a bigger lounge. We wish, you know, this was, was larger, a larger bar, that sort of thing. And so we were able to accomplish that when we, when we took this space. There was a perfect location for it uh, as, it, as it sits there in the, you know, on what people think of as the backside of the restaurant. Even right. I mean, it's got its own entrance on Main Street and, you know, the, the main entrance on Bradford Street. Um, so, and the funny part of it is just kind of we talking about business and here's something unique about business. People scream they want something, they want something, and you give it to them. And literally for the first year and a half, we just, the people, that they just didn't catch on to it. You know, they, they screamed they wanted it, they wanted it. And literally, I mean, I had to subsidize kind of the pay of my bartenders for the first year and a half that we were there because number one, it was on the wrong wrong side of the building had the bar been on the front of the restaurant which being the front being on bradford street where where kind of the 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 traffic buzz and the flow is there's you know there were other restaurants there's other shops there's a lot more activity on that side um then I, I think that it wouldn't have taken the ramp up time that it did. So, you know, it became a business kind of a business problem for us. Okay, how do we promote this? 
what do we offer here to really make it, you know, make it appealing? And, you know, we went through iterations of, you know, this, this kind of menu, that kind of menu, these things on there offering the dinner menu, as well as a lounge menu, you know, the drink offering personalities behind the bar and that sort of thing. And, you know, and, and for a bar, you know, personality is key. And, and so, you know, people relate to people differently and, and, and you want to have that right personality mix for the service staff. So it's a little more casual atmosphere. It's still Scott's, mm-hmm. you know, it's still, it is still the quality of what we do and i don't care if you're if you're having you know if you're just having you know a a risotto bowl with salmon on it or you know or you know like chicken fingers or something it's still my food it's still scott's quality it's you know it's prepared with the same attention to detail as any other thing i don't care if you're having surf and turf or you're having chicken fingers you know we're we're we we put everything into it and we're going to give you the best product we can for that well i think to describe it and you might have a better better way to describe it is I, I'm glad we call it a lounge. I'm glad because it's a nice place to have a drink, right? It's yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some bars and there are bars, and they're kind of they're not necessarily where I'd want to meet uh, a first date necessarily or a business meeting. But it's a nice atmosphere, and there's plenty of room. And kind of like the front side, it's kind of appropriate for a lot of different get-togethers and scenarios. Absolutely, and, and it, it is fitting, and it, it's just kind of the, it's another one of those per, of our personalities. You know, it's 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 a little cat more casual you know we don't have host seating there so it's kind of first come first serve seating it's got a different vibe it's people coming after work and, and meeting there and we've got several groups that we see throughout the week and we know that on you know tuesdays that we'll probably see this group of friends right. or, or professionals on wednesday with wine lovers wednesday you know and 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 that's kind of special that we do i, I know that group that we're going to see and i know the group that's going to be there on thursday because you know on thursdays we've got live music and you know and eduardo in, in the lounge and they want to come and, and be a part of that. And, you know, then there's the people that will come prior to dinner or like you, like you mentioned earlier, you know, after their dinner in the main dining room, they want to come down and, and have an after dinner drink or something just to relax to, you know, kind of that next part of their evening. So, yeah, it, it now it, it really is its own entity, yet it is it's, it's another one of the very integral parts of the whole. Yeah, it's a, it could stand alone in a way, but it's part of the it's congruent with the whole it Scott, is. Scott, it is. We joke. Nice we joke that we could cut the building in half, and if we put a kitchen, kept you know the kitchen with the in lounge, the or the ket- or the kitchen with the dining room, they could both stand on their own. Well, I'm here talking with Scott Dixon of Scotts Downtown, and we're talking about the the Scotts, all the components. We talked about the event space, the restaurant, the lounge, and Scott. One of the things I'd love to talk about now is this hasn't been a normal year, right? And we talked about. 2009 when you felt the brunt of the really the real estate correction or crash what's it been like this year well i can tell you it's you know and and i'm far from being the lone ranger and you know and it's nothing you could have ever planned for it's nothing that anybody ever could have seen coming really even it, it has been it's been tough um you know, for so many reasons, you know, for, but just from a business standpoint, I mean, we went from, you know, just to kind of give you an example, on, on March 15th of this year, mm-hmm. my business was at the absolute pinnacle of it's ever been. We had finished up, um, you know, 2019 up about 15% in our 12th year in business as a mature restaurant and That's we're big. still growing at 15%. Huge numbers. Right. We had grown at about 12 the year before. Um, and and then had started out started out 2020 on a pace to even beat that and beat those numbers. Nothing could have been better. Right. And at, and then nothing was worse. You know, I've heard that that feedback so many times is that hey, the way this year started, it was true in my business too is just 
it's almost looking back. What if this hadn't happened? What could this year have been? We, you know? It was, and we were so excited about that, and we were making changes. We were adding people. You know, I, I had added staff, and we were building to take it to the next level. And who would have ever thought in our thirteenth year? But you know, we were so excited about it. You know, and then you look at it, and you you know, and, and you look at it from a you know from a, a personal and a business owner standpoint. I mean, you just talk about it, just a kick in the gut, is that you go from the top of the heap. To, to nothing. I mean, I re- literally went from my business being worth X and put whatever number you want on that to today it's worthless. Right. And I say it's worthless because who wants a restaurant right now? You know, we're, 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 we're at about 60% of our volume, mm-hmm. which, in, which, you know, to me is like, it's just horrible. I mean, and I, but I hear from suppliers and from other restaurateurs around the country that, wow, people would, would, beg, so would beg for that. I mean, I guess so it's all relative and we're here and we're working, but you know, if I wanted to walk away today, I'm back where I was in 2007. I've got nothing. I mean, the furniture fixtures and equipment are worthless because there've been so many restaurants that have, that have become casualties of this. So Restaurant equipment is, is, no value. is has no value to it, and and who in their right mind would ever want a restaurant at this point? Still not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. So you know we've gotten to the point where we're getting people back into routines and, and and things like that, but it's far from being what normal was. You know, and if I hear somebody say the new normal, I probably won't, I'll probably smack them about that. It's, point. A, it's an overused phrase at this it, point. It is because I don't want the new normal. I just want normal. You know, I I just want people to be able to come out and, and enjoy themselves. I want my my business travelers to start traveling again. You know, I want people to start having these lifestyle events. I've had, you know, we've had so many weddings canceled and, and, and and events like that, uh, that they're just gone. Well, so, you know, as we see things today, things are open, the restaurants open, but there was a period there where things shut down. So how, how did you navigate that? We, We were dark for 63 days. Well, over two months. Wow. So, you know, obviously no one knew what was coming or what we were faced with. So the, so the first part of it, when we knew we had to shut down, we, we took it as an opportunity. We wanted to keep our people busy. We wanted to keep the people because we had really had a great team and built the team. So we started out by bringing people in one or two at a time in a 20,000 square foot building. And we, we said, you know, okay, silver lining. When do you ever get a chance to really clean and repair right. your, your your restaurant when you're trying to do business? So we started with that, and we took the kitchen down to the walls and to the baseboards and cleaned and scrubbed and steam cleaned every piece of equipment, everything in there. We we repainted the kitchen. We redid the floors in the lounge. You know, all the chairs got polished. All the floors got polished. Everything got you know, really back to, back to new. And so that was kind of the first month Mm -hmm. that we kind of, we kept people spaced out because, you know, we, we were, you know, everybody was kind of terrified, you know, what, what is this all really all about, you know, and, and what does it really mean to people? But we wanted to keep them busy. We wanted to keep them having an income. And then, you know, we were able to get the PPP loan, fortunately, from that and, and, and the things that had come together. And so we were able to keep our, our people paid, you know, the whole unemployment portion of it that we could probably talk about that whole debacle, you know, for an hour of, of, of kind of how that manifested itself in in my business. 
we were paying people in unemployment more money than they've ever made they in their life. It, right. And it creates some it, issues. And it does. And initially it created issues. Oh, well, they don't want to work because they don't want to lose they don't want to lose their income, you know, of this this windfall that they've had. You know, and for some of it, it is it was an incredible windfall. So the PPP helped us to bring them back. But, you know, I was paying bartenders and servers $900 a week right. just to keep them so that when we could turn the lights back on and open to the public, I'd have a staff. You know, so th- there's there's that whole portion of it. And then the second month, we kind of sat at home, you know, and, and, and we looked and said, okay, if we're not going to be working business, and Kay and I just kind of took – an opportunity to take the time to really just kind of enjoy ourselves at home. You know, we, we, we did some projects around the house. We had that downtime because in our business, we just don't have that. So it was kind of, it was kind of a glimpse at what normal life might be like, might be like, you, you know, and after, and after 13 years, I mean, so, so there was, so there was some positives of that, of what we may have to look forward to in the future. Once, you know, we, we aren't doing the craziness that we do. That's the restaurant. So it, it was a lot, but you know, the mental toll on it of having something that you've built, that you've built to this pinnacle. And then all of a sudden it just be ripped out from underneath you. And you feel like you're starting from scratch. You know, there's a lot to that as well. Well, the good news is, and I'm with you. I think there's been a lot of scenarios where this time, Uh, I know in our business, Scott, we were able to catch up on some components of our business that we were just so busy, we never, I don't know when we'd ever got got it done. So I'm hoping when things get back that we're in a better position in 2021 than we would have been had we not had some of this flux like you're talking about. And sure. And and there was a couple of the folks and you, and and, and fortunately in, in my business, one of the great things about it is the people. And I get to see some of these people and I get to interact with with, with with really some of the amazing business leaders and social, you know, social and business and community leaders in our community and kind of have these conversations about things. And, and the general consensus is, is that once once we get this figured out, whatever that means, that those of us that survive and, and come out the other end are going to be in such a great position to really even take it to a level that we hadn't anticipated right. back then. And we, we will have learned things and we will be more nimble as organizations. And those of us that, that manage and, and, and like you and, and what you do with this is, and, and we, we talk and we learn and we love business and, and the processes. And so we will have done and, and done, done the work. We've done the mental work. We'll do those things and put these new processes in place and manage our business to what was thrown at us. And then ultimately at the end, end of that, then, then hopefully we will, we'll, we'll be in a far better position than we were to begin with. You know, and that, that is a powerful point when something like this happens, a shakeout tends to occur. I mean, we saw this in other industries in that last 2008. Sure. Right. And kind of the ones that are left standing are kind of the ones to take it for the next decade or so. Right. Right. So good stuff. We're talking to Scott Dixon from Scott's downtown and uh, we were talking about all kinds of stuff, but I really want to, when we come back, Scott, I want to talk about some of your food. I want to talk about specifics, things that might make our listeners say, I need to come get some of that. Okay. So we're going to talk food and I want to learn a little bit more about Scott specifically when we come back right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. to my favorite part we're going to talk about food and dishes and scott's favorites and reasons that we might if you're listening you might want to say hey i want to go there for lunch or a date night i'm bo henderson here with scott dixon from scott's downtown and scott let's do this i've been waiting for this the whole show and it's the fourth segment so what are some of those scott's dishes that you would call the real winners or your favorites 
well, easily my favorite part too. And those of you that have seen me, they you know that I you know, I, I don't miss a lot of meals and you know. But here on this show, we call it being healthy. Being healthy, that's well, right. I, I'm def I'm definitely healthier <laughs> than I should be. <laughs> And and I love food, and I can tell you that. So you know, we said the old adage is never trust a skinny chef because that guy doesn't like food. That's right. And those of us that love food, and you know, we get excited about it, and 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 you know, our customers are the and guests are the beneficiaries of that. But you know, it's it's kind of the same thing when when you talk about food. It's it's the same as a lot of things. If you get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you start with fresh and you start with quality ingredients and, and all of those products, and then you transform it with talented people, you're going to come out the other side with just s some really spectacular things. And they don't have to be f fancy. They say they don't have to be so intricate. It can be as simple as a, a beautiful prime filet on a plate with a little bit of our compound steak butter and a sprig of rosemary for visual and for the, you know, for some additional, you know, little, little bit of smell in there as well. I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to go to get that. Yeah, steak let's go. Let's mentioned. go have a steak. Okay, I'm with you. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, or it can be a composed dish. Like, you know, like one of, one of our composed dishes, like, you know, like my signature sea bass that we do. And it's, it's got, you know, we start with it just, I mean, it's a beautiful piece of sea bass, which is just such a buttery and wonderful fish. You know, it's pan seared and then it's served. It's got a, a nice saute of, you know, fresh corn, leeks, spinach, grape tomatoes. And then we do a nice orange ale sauce where we take a, an ale and we use fresh squeezed orange juice to make the sauce. So not only is this a pretty decadent dish, but it's really actually pretty good for you. Everything there is is super healthy. So you've got something that's just kind of as, almost as mouthwatering as that filet. But, you know, you, you've got the fish and the vegetables and, and even the sauce is, is, is very light. But, you know, all of the flavors just really seem to pop. But some of the things we're really known for is are those quality ingredients and our beef specifically? And we partner with our beef company. We work with Buckhead Beef and with uh, and with Cisco. And so for our prime beef, and a lot of people may know, and I'll just really really quick beef one hundred and one. So you know, beef is graded you know on its on scale from you know from prime down to you know basically to old dairy cow mm -hmm. type beef, and in di different food applications use that whole gamut. So, okay. so the prime is really comes out of the top 2% of the beef stock in the country. So only, you know, two out of a hundred cows can be graded prime. And then out of those, we get really hand selected cuts that we want to bring into then, you know, that we then fabricate into our steaks. So for our filet and for our ribeye, we offer, you know, uh, you know, that top USDA prime beef, you know, Angus beef. And then we also offer a, you know, uh, what we call a branded or a, an upper two thirds choice beef, which is kind of the, just, it's the next step down. Right. These are the cows that didn't quite make the prime grading, but are pretty pretty darn close. And you're talking about, and then so we offer that as well. Obviously, there's a difference in price in the two, and and a little bit different in, difference in quality. But yeah, we have people that come. They want to do the you know the the Pepsi challenge, and some of us are old enough to remember what that was, where they put Coke <laughs> yeah. and Pepsi up to against each other and to see what was better. So we'll have a lot of tables that'll come in. They'll be like, oh well, you know, one will order the choice and one will order the prime, and you know they'll do a kind of a tasting to see which one they like better. The prime has never lost. Ah, uh, so that so ever. there's a difference. Barn. So there is a difference, but it's the difference between great and exceptional, maybe. Right. You know, so that's where the difference comes in. So 
start with the great raw materials and, and our beef program is, is exceptional. And, and same with our fresh seafood uh, and, and everything that we bring in. You know, we source from responsible and reliable sources and, and really do the best that we can for, for availability. And some of that's really tough now as well, just because of because of this of the COVID and because of the supply chains. There are things we can't get. There's things we can't get as much of. We can't get quite what we had in the past. So there's some agility that's needed with some of the supply chain issues that we have of being able to get things in. And it runs the gamut from from being sodas because there's an aluminum can shortage to, right. to to getting you know to getting our beef because you know when when we were sh- when the world was shut down for 60 days they weren't slaughtering cattle they didn't have all that so we got to fill the supply chain back up so all of those things so those are additional challenges but you talk about so those are the things to come to scott's for so you know kind of the top five things over the years uh people love my bourbon salmon and we use a nice wild caught salmon with that with a with a nice bourbon glaze and our beef our fresh seafood and you know whatever is the kind of the catch of the day um that's something where i let you know i let her have you know take off of my plate you know in the past you know my other chefs you know, just kind of do some of their creativity and right. and, and and work with and, and and do these creations and oftentimes a lot of those will become standards on the menu, but those are kind of the tops of, of what we do. You know that and you pair that with a an incredible wine and cocktail list. I've got the best wine list in a large geographical area. Got it. You know for the number and 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 the the depth and breadth of what we offer and and, and our spirits as well. I mean we've got some you know some great things that to come in to really suit most tastes. So you've got you've got the mouth watering. You got people thinking about this. And hey, next time you're thinking on like a good steak, think Scott's, right? Absolutely. Uh, so Scott, we just got a, a few seconds left here. This is a vision casting. the The two sentence version of of where you might see Scott's going in the next two three years, if you know. Well, I mean, I the vision casting is is that we can get back to where we were pre-COVID and use that as the launch pad to take it to the next level that we had really hoped that we were going to be able to do. And keeping that mature business growth. I mean, that was that was phenomenal, the 2019 numbers. Absolutely. Well, Scott, anybody wants to, to get in touch with you, is the best thing to do just to stop at the restaurant? Absolutely. You know, or, or you know, go to the website you know, at uh, scottsdowntown.com. You know, all of the menus, all the information, everything's there, as well as some contact information. You can make a reservation there uh, through the website you can reach out to you know there, there's an info page or you know if you seek you know seeking some information on catering or anything it, it's all there uh, and that's the best way to get get to us and you know or, or just pick up the phone and give us a call we've been talking to scott dixon from scott's downtown scott thanks so much for coming on north georgia business absolutely Radio. so great for you to have me and great to be here with you today Bo. for those of you listening go stop by scott's downtown and we'll see you next week same time same place right here on north georgia business radio x You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.